Welcome everybody to the Wiregrass High School Football Report brought to you by the radio people. This is your weekly look at all things high school football and the Wiregrass. I am your host, Philip Jordan, the in-studio host and producer for Dothan Woods Football on 96.9 The Legend. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts or 969thelegend.com. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, rate, and review. It means a lot if you do that. If you leave a review, I will read it on a future edition of the show. You can email me at sportstalkphilipjordan at gmail.com. You can always get in touch with me on social media at pjordansec. Got a fun show planned for you guys this week. In just a little bit, I'll be joined by Slocum head coach Richard Tisdale joining the show once again. The Red Tops were victorious in their first round playoff game against Southside Selma, 39-20. So Coach Tisdale will be on just a little bit to talk about their win on Friday night and preview their second round matchup with Trinity. Before I do that, I want to look at the scores from Friday night in the Wiregrass with playoff action. Now, here's how we're going to do this. I'm going to give you the results from this past Friday first, and you'll hear me interview with Coach Tisdale. Then to close out the show, I will give you guys the schedule for the second round playoff matchups involving teams in the Wiregrass. But when it comes to Friday night and the results, we'll start off in 7A. Theodore defeated Enterprise 40-28, to so Enterprise finishes the season 7-4. and Really good year in year two on the Coach Dollarton. They're at Enterprise. They get to the playoffs second year in a row, finish fourth in the region. Enterprise was a really good team this year. Defeated Auburn there toward the end of the year, who won the region and played very tight games with Prattville and Central Phoenix City. Unfortunately, had they won this game, they would have played Central Phoenix City once again. But good year there for Enterprise. In 6A, Stanhope Elmore at Eufaula. Eufaula won 52-28. In 5A, Rehoboth was at Demopolis. Demopolis won 38-25 here. Rehoboth finished the 7-4 in their season. So good year there for Rehoboth. Back-to-back years making the postseason. Carroll at Selma. Selma won 22-6. Carroll finished his 3-7 on the year, but their last couple weeks in the regular season were losses due to forfeit, due to COVID reasons. So that's why their record looks the way it is. It probably would have looked a little bit better uh, had that not had to happen. Uh, Marbury at Andalusia. Andalusia won 44-7, so they'll move on to the second round. In 4A, had a couple teams in the Wiregrass. Geneva was at American Christian. American Christian won 65 to 21. Geneva finishes their season out at 4 and 7. Dale County was at Bibb County. Bibb County won 52 to 21. And Dale County closes out their year 7 and 4. All right, we jump in 3A. And as I mentioned, Coach Tisdale is going to be on the show in just a few moments here. But they did defeat Southside Selma 39 to 20. And they'll get ready to play Trinity this Friday. And we'll talk about that with Coach Tisdale. Providence Christian was at Montgomery Academy. Montgomery Academy won 24-9. Uh, Providence finishes their year out at 4-7. Whitsburg was at Thomasville. Thomasville won 52-18. So Whitsburg closes out their season 6-5. Greensboro was at Op. Op won a low-scoring defensive game 14-8. And 2A had four teams involved from the Wiregrass. Thorsby at Abbeville. Abbeville, who is the 2A Region 2 champions. Abbeville won 44-6. Ayrton was at Isabella. Isabella won 13-7. So Ayrton finishes the season 5-6. Geneva County at Highland Home. On the road, Geneva County was victorious 48-26. Laverne at GW Long. GW Long with a shutout here, 17-0. In 1A, had three teams involved in the Wiregrass area. Florella at 
Notasaga and Notasaga won a good one, 32 to 30. Florida ends their year 8 and 3. Williamsley at Brantley. Brantley won 65 to 9. Sampson was at Maplesville. Maplesville won 41 to 0. Sampson ends their season 6 and 4. In AISA, Class A, South Choctaw Academy was at Abbeville Christian. Abbeville Christian won 63-21. So now Abbeville Christian will advance to the semifinals this Friday, and they will take on Jackson Academy. So that's your results from the playoff games involving Wiregrass teams this past Friday night. Now, let's go to my conversation with Slocum Head Coach Richard Tisdale. Everybody joining me this week on the Wiregrass High School Football Report is Slocum Head Coach, Coach Richard Tisdale. They are coming off a first-round playoff victory on Friday night where they defeated Southside Selma 39-20. And, uh, Coach, congrats on a win. And, uh, once again, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you, Philip. I appreciate that. It was a big win for our guys. And uh said every time, but thank you for covering high school football. There's, there's nothing better to me, so we really appreciate what you guys do to promote these kids. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad to do it. Uh, uh, always and you know with playoff time here it's it's, it's exciting time with high school football obviously it's high, exciting time the whole year but playoff time especially as well and just uh just you know what's that feeling in the locker room with with a team just when they come out and winning a playoff game I mean, you know you know you treat them all as the same games but still winning that first round playoff game what was the excitement level for your team when they got in the locker room after the game uh, it, it was huge, but I'll tell you what's special about these kids is I had to make them stop and celebrate. Uh, we get into the huddle after the game, and they're talking about, all right, let's get back ready for next week, what they got to do. And I had to say, hold on, boys, let's stop and celebrate this one for a little bit. So really excited that they got that mindset of next game, but also let them realize how special this is. It's hard to win a football game, and it's really hard to win a playoff game. And so the fact these guys did it and the way they did it and playing so hard, just really proud of those guys, really excited for them, and, uh, you know, Back to work at it Saturday morning, but it was, it was a great feeling in the locker room after the game Friday. And what a matchup like you had this week with a Southside Selma. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is a game to two programs that never played against each other before. And when you're playing against a team that's an unfamiliar team that you've never, you know, your guys that have never played against or somebody that you've never coached against because, you know, in region play, you're, you know, you're comfortable, you're used to, you know, how some of them teams are going to play. So what's the challenge with that going into, um, kind of the unknown when you're playing a, a new opponent like that yeah you know you get film and you see the X and O part of it but you just don't know um coach Moody over at Southside Summer doing a great job but you just don't know him uh you don't know his personal tendencies what does he do when he's when he's up or when he's behind or back up on the goal line or those things you learn from your reading opponents you play every year so there's a lot of unknown going into it um coach Moody does a really good job with the guys he's got he got and uh receiver number one uh, one of the plays, he, I think we've got a sure pick, and this kid comes out of nowhere, snatches out of the air. So just a phenomenal athlete. He did a really good job getting the ball to his athletes defensively. They really ran to the football well. So um, the, the X and O part, um, you know, everybody sees that, but it's all the, the other things in the game. What's he going to do on fourth and short? Is he going to go for it, or is he going to punt? Um, you just don't know. So you got to be prepared for all those circumstances. Uh, going into the matchup, you mentioned a few things there, but just going into it when you did see the film last week, what was it about them that uh, did present a, present a challenge? We were really worried about um, two things, mainly the deep ball they throw and then the quarterback getting loose. Um, the, the guy throws the ball, um, legit throws the ball 60, 65 yards um, and, and can sling it. And so we really want to double those um, deep balls that they were throwing their safeties. And then you, you got – 
because once he gets loose, he can go. It was one of the films we had. I had like a third and uh, 22. Um, backed up, quarterback scrambles, ends up scoring a 60-yard touchdown. So um, he was really dangerous running the ball, covering the deep ball. That was our main objective. We did really well against the run. I think they only had like 50-something yards uh, rushing against us. Our defense has played well against the run all year. Um, they did have a few uh, big plays completed against us, and but it, that's part of it. So deep on that, they're going to catch some. It's just us to get them on the ground once they did. So um, Co- Coach Moody over there again did a great job uh, moving the ball, spreading us out a little bit, and making us play one-on-one balls deep. And I know in the game, first quarter, you guys you got off to a fifteen to nothing lead early in the game. And just talk about how how you got out to that, you know, got that quick momentum in the game. And because I know on the on the night, uh, your quarterback Colin Thomas played really well in the game. One rush touchdown, two passing touchdowns, and uh, he was big in that first quarter, setting up those scores. Yeah, he really was. Uh, so we came out knowing that uh, Jalen and Rashad will get a lot of attention. Um, so I honestly used him a little bit as a, um, as a decoy on our first drive, and Colin gets loose on a big run for us. Um, and then come back and get the ball, and we run a screen to Jalen. And, of course, Jalen up in field is always a good thing. Um, and Colin, he throws those screen passes. They're, they're tough to throw. It's tough to throw a ball knowing a defense line is probably about to smoke you. And for him to have the guts to stand in there and take that hit and throw that ball, just a ton of respect for him to do that. And so that got us in an early lead, and – Honestly, we had a couple more chances the first half. We'd get the ball in the red zone and kind of shot ourselves in the foot with a bad snap here or there or a penalty and just couldn't finish it off. Uh, and when we did that, we had been to hang around and be in a pretty good fight most of the game after that. And then in the second quarter, they, they get back into it. It's 15 to 14 going into the locker room. Uh, what, what were they doing that helped them get back into the game like that? Uh, it was a huge momentum swing. I was really disappointed in it. We get down. Um, in the red zone with about two minutes left in the half, and we got a chance to score, and we're going to get the ball back after halftime. And so I really felt like there's 15 to 6, I believe, at the time. Um, and I feel like if we get in there, um, we score a touchdown, get the extra point, get a stop, get the ball back after halftime, we put the game away. So we don't get in, and they get the ball in about a minute 40 and hit a huge play. Again, the quarterback can put the ball in a mile and drive down the field and score before halftime. So there, there wasn't a panic mode, a little bit of a disappointment of that we didn't execute. And, you know, the second half thought about just doing the little things right, looking to snap in, making sure we're lined up correctly, those types of things that they kind of bit us the first half. Um, so, and that, they did a good job, once again, just spreading us out and throwing the thing. They got an empty and um, running verbal in the field, and we just throw up and go get it. And, uh, and they came down with it. So at halftime, uh, Coach Herring, our defensive coordinator, made a little bit of adjustment, dropping a, one extra man in coverage and kind of slowed that down a little bit for us in the second half. I know then in the second half, y'all did have 25 unanswered points. And then early on, y'all did have a good drive, but weren't able to get in the end zone after a fake field goal attempt there. But put them deep into the toward their end zone and got a safety there. What? How big of a momentum shift is that really when the defense is able to put points on the board? And how much does that really just put the energy through the whole football team? Uh, it really is huge for us, and honestly, it's demoralizing for the other team. And, yeah, we got down there, and I, I can't remember if it was a penalty or what it was, backed us up. And we, to be honest with you, we didn't execute the fake field goal like we had practiced that we rushed it and, and kind of gave it away early. Um, but able to, they stopped us. I think they intercepted the ball. We got them at the one-yard line out of bounds. And so then the next play, we end up with a safety. Um, I think it energized us for one and two. Um, Coach Booty at Southside, he's doing a great job. But traditionally, they just haven't won a ton. Of, they're learning how to win, too. And so it kind of deflated them and energized us at the same time. And I think a big swing in the game. Um, you can see the rest of the game and after that. Um, for our, our defense has done that 
you know, op game uh, made big plays to keep us going. Wicksburg, our, our defense won that game for us. And then when we play Hartford, we play the um, Hartford Bulldogs, the number two running back in the, the state, top five in the nation. He got one big play against us. And so our defense has been there all year, getting better and better every game. So just really proud of those guys as a unit that stepped up and made big plays. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, a half too. And, and I know from previous conversations, you, you know, you and your team, you're not big stat people, but I do know uh, with the Dothan Eagle, and this is where I'm getting all my stats from. Uh, Jalen Nobles had over 100 yards in the second half. Just, you know, not just him, but just overall getting that running game going with him. I know quarterback Colin Thomas had some success running in the first half, but then getting the running backs, they were able to get find some holes there too as well. Or well, what was a, what was a big thing with that to help you guys be able to do that? Well, we had to complete some passes to open it up, and we knew that going into it. Southside's really aggressive on defense. Um, they're going to send as many as they can send. They're going to send six or seven guys every play. Um, so we had a chance in one-on-one balls. And, and so when we started completing some passes, they had to um, at least respect that a little bit in turn to open up the run lanes. And we ran a few plays in the second half. We didn't run the first half, um, trying to do some different things to get their reads wrong. Um, and but again, you know, when they got eleven in the box, you can't run the ball. You got to be able to throw it. So I mean, we were able to do that. And Colin had a great night uh, throwing the ball, and that opened us up to be able to run the ball a little bit more. The second half, and that's what we really want to do, honestly. So uh, once we had the lead, um, we threw a couple more times after that, but not much. We were able to kind of do what we wanted to do after that. Yeah, it's got to be a, a comforting too when you know you've got all the different people that can run the ball when you have a lead like that, how you can just turn around and just, you know, hand it in because your offensive line is really good too as well, where you can put the game away in that fashion. Yeah, it really is. Um, with with Jalen and Rashawn and Colin, um, another kid that doesn't run the ball a ton for us. He plays receiver. He's our punt returner, Christopher Bashir. He's, you talk about a gutsy kid. He'll, he'll catch a punt in the middle of eight guys. He doesn't care. And, and sometimes you're turning it in. So he can run the ball for us. We needed that. So to have, uh, three main guys and another guy to step in that can do it as well. It's really comforting. And our offensive line just played so well all year, um, opening up those lanes for the guys. And um, it helped with, I think, the fourth quarter when you're your worn down. One guy didn't have to take it. You let a guy rest and let another guy carry it. And I think that's a huge advantage we have this year. So uh, w- when you look to your second-round matchup with Trinity this week, they're coming out 9-2. They're out of the Region 4. Uh, I guess still kind of looking back at your win against South-South Selma, what from this game do you hope you know it does carry over into the second into the second round matchup, and that your team you know learned in this game too as well that they can take over to that one too? Yeah, the biggest thing we've talked about, and I think me and you talked about it last time, we talking to the kids about just learning how to win and what it takes to win consistently. Um, I think anybody can beat anybody one time, but then when you continue to win, you get everybody's best shot, and that's been an adjustment for our kids to get used to that. I, they really thrived in the underdog role here the last few years and realizing that most weeks we're not the underdog anymore. So for them to consistently win it, to see when we play outside and we made those mistakes, we, we had a bad snap or we didn't execute well or we had a penalty in the red zone, how big those things are. And so we, we could overcome them, which is a great thing. We didn't get down mentally. We kept playing hard. But also learned the lesson of, man, you can't keep doing this every week and keep playing, that you've got to fix these mistakes. And Trinity, you, you definitely can't make those mistakes against them. Those guys are giving up eight points a game this year, so it's going to be uh, the toughest matchup we've had all year for sure. Yeah, and we are talking on a Sunday evening, so very early in the week. But, uh, you know, you just mentioned their defense. Now, overall in the year, they've only given up 80 points. They beat Flomaton 10-7 to in their first-round game, a tough game for those two teams there. But anything else that you've seen or you know about this Trinity team, to, you know, that gives you concern or, you know, that you're looking forward to with the matchup on Friday night? 
Um, they're they're really well coached. Um, they don't have a lot of players that necessarily jump off the screen at you physically. It, it's all of them. They can all do it. They've got an inside linebacker number ten. Um, he's all over the place. Defensive line's really good. Um, and again, they only give up eight points a game at this point. It's unbelievable in the region that they play in. They play some high powered offenses. Um, it, it's going to be really tough for us. Um, we're going to have to complete some passes. We're not going to to run the ball. Um, you know, eight times a game this time. They're, they're going to slow or stop that. So we're going to complete some passes to loosen those guys up. Um, but, man, they're just always in the right place. And then offensively, um, they're in a whole bunch of formations. They want to kind of formation to death and, and get you confused. Um, they run the ball in perimeter well. Um, they throw the ball well. they got a receiver number 11. Um, he can fly. He, he's a tough weapon for them. Um, and the quarterback's extremely accurate. Uh, I told our coaches today, he reminds me a lot of the op quarterback. He just doesn't miss if he's got a receiver open. Um, he can scramble if he needs to, but uh, he really completely passed. He does a really good job of that. Um, special teams for them are really good. They've got a kicker. I think uh, he'd be flaunting. It was like a 42-yard ball he made. It would have been good for 52. Um, so their, their kicker is going to be a weapon. So they are going to be by far the best team we've seen this year. And, and it's great to play off football. Is. And if you want to be great, you got to be a great team. So. I'm just looking forward to the challenge. This is why you play, and this is why you coach. And so it's going to hopefully be a great game for us Friday night. Yeah, and uh, I'll be looking forward to keeping up with what y'all are doing on Friday night. And, Coach, yes, I, I do uh, wish you all the good luck on uh, Friday night, and I do appreciate you uh, taking the time out coming on the Wiregrass High School Football Port once again. Yes, sir. Thank you, Philip. And I, and I really mean it. I really do appreciate what you do from uh, high school athletics. It's awesome to see and to see these kids get some recognition for the hard work that they do. So just thank you so much for what you guys are doing. Oh, absolutely. Oh, we're always happy to do it. And uh, once again, good luck this Friday night. If we do, and another thing I do want to say, if we do if we do not talk again before the season is out, uh, I do want to appreciate you for coming on the show this year. It's always a great conversation uh, about high school football and your team at Slocum Red Tops when you do come on the show. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate you, buddy. All right, once again, thanks to Coach Richard Tisdale for coming on the show, his third visit to the podcast this season. And once again, wish him all the luck this Friday when they play Trinity in the second round of the playoffs. Now, let's look at the schedule for this week. Uh, we do have a few more Wiregrass teams playing this week, so a lot of action to keep up with this Friday night. In 6A, you fall at 9-2, will go to Blount. They are 6-3 and three on the season. Blount defeated Hewittown on Friday, 40-24. In 5A, Andalusia at 8-4 and four will be at Central Clay County, who is 10-1 on the season. Uh, Central Clay County defeated Satsuma, 45-14. In 3A, no 4A teams remaining in the Wiregrass playing. Trinity at Slocum, just mentioned that game. Uh, Trinity, as we talked about with Coach Tisdale there, they're 9-2 on the year. They did defeat Flomonton. 10-7, hit a big field goal there at the end to get the victory. Also in 3A, you have Op at 8-3. They will be at Montgomery Catholic, who's 9-2 on the season. Montgomery Catholic defeated Bayside Academy on Friday, 52-21. In 2A, Comer at 9-1 will be at Abbeville, who's also 9-1. Comer defeated St. Luke's Episcopal via a forfeit due to COVID reasons. So kind of sad to see a playoff result from that, but that is how this matchup is coming about. Leroy at 8-1 will be at Geneva County at 8-3. Uh, Leroy defeated Lafayette 54-15 on Friday night. And I'm going to speak from somebody that knows about the Leroy program. This has been a solid program for a long time in 2A because I am a 
graduate of Conwood High School. And Conwood had some pretty solid teams when I was going to school there. I didn't play football, and maybe that'll be a topic why <laughs> for a different podcast at a different time. But no, for my senior year in uh, 05, the, my first year at high school, they met up with Leroy, and it was some physical football, and uh, Cottonwood just couldn't get past them in two years. So Leroy's been a solid program for a long time, uh, been a state contender in two ways. So they, they are a very good program. So that's going to be a pretty fun, interesting matchup there with them in Geneva County. GW Long at 9-1 will be at Lynette. 9-2, Lynette defeated Blackshear 51-7 on Friday. In 1A, only one team in the area. That will be Brantley. They will be hosting Keith, who is six and two on the year. Keith defeated Fruitdale twenty-two to fourteen this past Friday, and I mentioned this in the first segment of the show with the AISA Class A semifinal. Avril Christian nine and two will be at Jackson Academy, who is eleven and zero on the season. So a big game there, interesting game. Uh, let's hope the Avril Christian they can get in and get into the state championship game there in AISA Class A. And that is going to do it for this edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. Once again, thanks to Coach Richard Tisdale for being on the show. Welcome, Red Tops head coach. Always fun when he is on the podcast. And uh, thank you for listening to the show. And thank you all year for listening. Be back next week. Recap all this action of playoff action with Wiregrass teams. As I told you all last week, as long as the Wiregrass team still playing, the podcast will keep going until the season is over and i've been teasing this too as well when the season does end there'll be one more podcast because i'll be joined once again by jerry coleman and ken lambert the voices of the death and wolves and we are going to do a season wrap-up episode to kind of put a bow and all that good stuff on the season of high school football here in the wiregrass and the state as well so that's what you guys can look forward to for the next couple of weeks. Remember, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and 969thelegend.com. And go check out over at KMX and 95.5. They have some podcasts over there as well. Bethany, she's got her podcast, all the different ones she's doing. Uh, you can still, if you want to go about relive the Dothan Wolves football season, you can go check out the Smitty Grider Coaches Show. All of those episodes are there on the 969 The Legend website, just like the Dothan Wolves football replay. If you want to relive some of the Dothan Wolves wins this past year with the voices of the Wolves, Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert, their best calls in all the games this season, some highlights of the season. Those are like 20, 30-minute condensed versions of the broadcast you would have heard this past season on 969 the legend and uh, you can follow me on social media at p jordan scc and you can email me at sports jordan at gmail.com hope everybody has a fantastic week be good to each other love each other let's do all the right things and uh let's just let's just be good people to each other i think that's the biggest thing we can all do but anyways until next week bye-bye